The Navy is in the process of replacing eight of the logistics IT systems it uses to maintain ships with a single solution. Officials say this is no incremental upgrade. It'll revolutionize the process by building new digital threads that string through each ship's life cycle. The bulk of the new model-based product support program rests on a new contract the Navy awarded this summer to PTC. Ashley Holloway is the chief architect for the model-based product support program, and Jim Heppelman is PTC's president and CEO. They spoke with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu about how the new approach will change things. It's using the digital model of the ship that was used to manufacture the ship as the way to understand the ship for purposes of operating it and servicing it. So, for example, let's say somewhere in the middle of a, of a ship, there's a pump that has a problem. Well, I need information about that pump, but which pump is it? So here I would go, I'd pick the ship, I'd look at the model, I'd locate, I'd navigate online into the right location in the model. I would see that there's three pumps and it's the middle one I want. And now I've got the information about the life cycle and the, and the uh, service repair instructions and so forth for that pump. And I completely understand it because I'm navigating the digital twin and comparing it to the physical reality I'm in you know, as a way to get to the right information. Across the fleet, how many vessels are there where we have models that are of sufficient fidelity to actually be useful? So that one's a a tough question. Um, So a lot of the the contracts today, Jared, um, have traditionally been on delivering what we call the technical data package Mm -hmm. to the government in a PDF type format uh, or, or generally 2D. Um, so the transition is also happening on the acquisition side, which is also a component of our program to now make sure that we're getting delivery of the 3D data so that we would have that representation um, across the fleet and across those ships. So that is also a shift that's happening with the delivery of that to the government, to the Navy, so that we can do that maintenance and sustainment um, pieces that, uh, that Jim's talking about. So that's a, a transition also from what we get today as far as delivery and what we're getting in the future. I couldn't tell you, you know, specifically how many uh, uh, today. I don't have all that data because that's, you know, each program within the Navy that builds ships, um, there's tons and tons of contracts. I can tell you the ones that I'm familiar with, um, with, you know, some radar programs um, specifically uh, that are that have moved to a, a digital uh, delivery and some of the um, newer uh, submarine classes are moving to digital delivery as well. Um, but outside of that, you know, everything is kind of program specific, um, but that is a big movement uh, for, for NAPSI. So it sounds like the things we have models of today are, are mostly subsystems, not entire holes with everything on board. Correct, correct. So we have subsystem data, but, but what we're doing as part of this transformation is using some of the, some of the 2D data that we do have to actually transform that into a, a, some type of digital representation. So there's a lot of work that, you know, if, if for example, those subsystems, um, we can piece together to build some type of system model to, to begin our starting point. Um, those are also efforts that are going on within each of the individual uh, programs. Yeah, and, and Jared, maybe I'd just add to that. The concept of uh, computer-aided design in three dimensions was actually pioneered by PTC more than three decades ago. And so... Uh, Almost everything created in the last 10 years has a 3D model, and most of what was created in, less, let's say, the last 20 years has a 3D model. The key thing, though, is does the Navy have them all? So part of what uh, Ashley was just saying is the Navy wants to say from now on, 
anytime you give us a system, a physical system, give us the digital models of that physical system as well, because you use those models to create the system. We want to use it to sustain the system, support the system. But based on that, it sounds like if what Jim's saying is right, the, the models exist out there. The Navy just doesn't have rights to them. It, the Navy could theoretically go negotiate for those data rights if it wanted to, right? Theoretically, yes. Um, but there's a cost to all those decisions, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think what I understand, Ashley, confirm me if I'm uh, right or not, is uh, on a go-forward basis, you're absolutely requiring this. The question is what to do going backwards, you know, how, how many. Yeah, so, yeah, with any transformation, you always have the, the the folks or the programs you still have to support that are legacy, that we call like legacy grandfathered in, that may not have an opportunity to, one, negotiate um, data rights for that. Um, and so we have to figure out, you know, how do we how do they best use the technology with the data that they that they have um, going forward? Yes, the, the requirement to uh, get that 3D data delivery again, which is which is a component of model-based product support, and we call that our Navy Data Acquisition Requirements Tool, is building um, that piece of now I'm going to be able to ask the questions um, from, you know, and having the government understand what those trade-offs are and and what we need in order to do that full sustainment of either that subsystem, the ship going forward, and, and making sure that the right language is in the statement of works and any of the contracting acquisition documentation that goes out for any type of new acquisition. And w- when you're working on models, are, are the things you're modeling mostly just the physical assets that need to be maintained and sustained? Or, or are you in some way also modeling the, the supply chain, the logistics chain that gets parts to where they need to go? Does that, that question make sense? Yes, we're actually doing both. So you you would start with that um, 3D CAD, um, as Jim mentioned, engineering representation. But the other capability we have is that we're going to basically, and we call it, we like to call it digital thread. Um, we use that engineering design to then further add on maintenance tasks that would need to be performed, and then also looking at the supply chain, adding in. Hey, I'm going to have, you know, based on my, we call it a maintenance strategy. So based on the maintenance strategy, um, how many uh, intermediate maintenance facilities am I going to have? Um, How many uh, pieces of parts am I going to keep on ship? Are those consumables? Um, What are my um, long lead time items from a supply perspective? Um, And so another tool that we use, um, there's actually two other tools. Um, One is another PDC product called Windshield Risk and Reliability, which looks at the actual tuning of each individual system or subsystem and then you take that and you build basically a ship model to then to your point look at the supply chain and the missions that need to be performed by the fleet and what is the best strategy in order to do that uh, in order to maintain an operational availability how if at all do you think this fits in with predictive maintenance and getting you pushed in that direction oh huge uh huge uh leap forward in predictive maintenance um you know Typically, you know, with, without these tools being in place and having some of this data at hand, uh, a lot of the things have been more reactive um, and, you know, more of a corrective maintenance versus being able to, you know, predict some of those things. Um, so with modeling the, the supply chain and getting some actual data back, there's a whole other effort in the in NAPC swim lane that's uh, looking at condition-based maintenance. And a lot of the systems today are more of a, what they call self-reporting. So we're getting, you know, uh, things that are out of tolerance or out of thresholds, um, being able to get that data self-reporting from the the actual systems on the board ship to be able to feed into the models and say, hey, you know, we're getting this reading 
um, you know, here are some potential um, potential maintenance activities um, that, say, a fleet commander or um, a maintenance chief would then look at and say, potentially, these are some maintenance action I may want to perform or prioritize maintenance based on whatever the mission is. Ashley Holloway, the chief architect for the Navy's model-based product support program, and Jim Heppelman, president and CEO of Contractor PTC, speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.